see. Bring, bring. All right. <clears throat> Let me get my notes opened. Spring break. All right. Spring uh, break. Comes down. Uh, yeah. Spring break. Spring break. It's over, John. Spring break. It's over. Spring break. <laughs> I'll just keep watching Spring Breakers. Oh, <laughs> it, it never ends. It never ends if you just keep watching James Franco as Riff Raff. Um. <laughs> All right, count, counting down in three, two, one. Back with the third season, you're listening to Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. What's going on, Night Shifters? We're back. Spring break is over. Easter is over. Um, the outside temperature today is weird because it's hot and cold at the same time. It is a little strange. It just depends on where you're standing. That's right. That's but it's right. beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice day. It's it's definitely going to pan out to be even more nice. Uh, you know, I can't believe I was freezing coming back home from Florida, man. I was freezing <laughs> coming back here. I tell you, what, it never got below 70 degrees when I was in Florida. Dude, Saturday here was cold. That's what I heard. And it yeah. wasn't below 44, but it was cold. Yeah. We got back here in the middle of the afternoon, and it was, yeah, I want to say mid-40s or something like that. I was just freezing. I was freezing my little butt off. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I had the best weather in Florida I've ever had on a trip, by the way. Dude, when y'all go down, those pictures you send me, it looks like brochure pictures because there's not like a crowded beach. Yeah. Yeah, and that's every spring break, man, This these last – few we've gone to the same place this uh i'm not gonna say it on air in case people start going but i, I probably already have it's cape sand blast but it's a beautiful area six, i don't think our six listeners will flood it out <laughs> yeah yeah all four of them might go down there i don't think they're gonna crowd up the beach though yeah um <laughs> but it's a beautiful beach and there is there's nobody there man it's um they call it part of the forgotten coast so uh yeah i love it well that's cool yeah, I love it. it. It never got above 81 degrees uh, this past week. It never got below 70 degrees, and it never rained not one time. Wow. Are you even in Florida if it don't rain? I mean, Exactly. That, that was my thing. Like, I can't believe we didn't even get an afternoon shower. Did you see a Florida man or a Florida woman doing Florida people stuff? <laughs> um... I didn't see anything too out of the ordinary this trip, actually. No, no, I didn't see anything too out of the. Well, I take that back. Uh oh, here we go. Breaking news. It wasn't a Florida man or woman, though. Oh. Um, I, I did see something interesting while I was on the trip, though. Uh, I think I talked about going to St. Vincent Island, right? I was. You uh, had mentioned it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to go to this St. Vincent Island, which is like a 12,400 acre island. And it's a wildlife refuge. No humans live on it. Um, it has this elk, this, it, we call them sandbar deer, but they're actually, uh, they're actually an elk. And then they also have red wolves out there. So one of the things I found anyway on this uh, tour of St. Vincent Island was some red wolf poop, dude. Did you save it? I did not. I don't oh. think it was uh I don't think we were really allowed to collect it. I don't know. She oh, probably okay. would have looked at us like we had six heads, but um 
uh, the, the nice woman there was really, I mean, the tour guide, she was great. Um, she's the one that kind of spotted it. I mean, well, I, I, I say she that. Spotted. I, Did you actually see a red wolf? No, 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 no. Oh, she goes and puts that poop out every morning. Then. That's what I thought. Well, that's what I thought, but it was actually Liam that saw it. So Liam saw it and then she was like, well, I don't know. Let me check it out. That's what I was thinking, though. I was wondering if the poop was planted. But the coolest thing I got to see was wolf poop. Did she dissect the poop? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. No, you could see, like, the fur on the outside of the poop. And that's oh, nice. They killed something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, uh, so the wolves are the only carnivorous animal on the island. So yeah. um, that's the only animal that's going to have fur in its poop. Will they take down the deer? Um, so that's actually, of course, one of the questions I asked was the wolves have got to be eating these, these elk, right? And no, they're not. So the way this, the way the animal refuge, the refuge, um, operates is really interesting. So they don't keep the same two red wolves there all the time. So what they'll do is they'll have a mating pair. Um, they'll have some cubs, they'll raise them to about teenage years. And when those cu- when those cubs get to teenage years, and the and the males want to want to start challenging for alpha status, yeah. that's when they'll take the whole family and ship them out of there, and they'll bring in a different two mating pair, um, and they and they just keep cycling them in and out like that. Like they don't keep the same wolves there, and um, they actually ha- I asked them, you know, the wolves have got to be feeding on these elk, right? This this breed of elk, and she said. Um, well, it's funny you ask. They they can't. Um, they've tried. Uh, they they've recovered a couple of dead wolves with blunt force trauma, and they believe it was from trying to take down one of these sandbar deer. Oh wow! Yeah, because that's really the only thing on the island that could cause the type of damage that this that this wolf had to him. And they also had one that tried to cross the the uh, the little pass, the little water pass, right, um, and try to swim to the mainland, and he drowned. So these these wolves are out there like all Shutter Island and stuff. Pretty much. So like they're basically just trying to build up wolf populations. So like this place is essentially it sounds like a breeding ground for them. Like they just send them here. They breed. There's also white-tailed deer out there. So the wolves do eat the white-tailed deer. There's some like dune rabbits or, or no, not dune rabbits. I'm sorry. Marsh rabbits. She called marsh rabbits um there's squirrels you know all that kind of stuff that the wolves are eating so yeah it's really interesting i got many questions okay go ahead once they remove the family from the island Uh uh-huh what do they do with them then what do they do with that family i don't know and she couldn't answer that question specifically but what what they're doing is taking them to areas where they're trying to repopulate the you know red wolves why do we want to repopulate wet red wolves? That sounds extremely I, dangerous. I agree. I mean, there's a reason why the gray wolf population was killed off in America, right? Um, right. I'm looking at pictures of them right now. These things look ferocious. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, judging by the size of the turd, I would not mess with one. Yeah. Like, the turd was massive. So, the animal that it came out of had to be relatively good size or at least it had to have been able to eat a really large meal so so is that how you judge whether you can fight somebody or not by the size of their turd <laughs> i mean it, it was in that moment for me my Ooh, my deciding factor was was the turd 
I would not try to take on one of these things. So, dude, one of the actually there was this cool part in the tour. Well, I say cool. It was a it was kind of interesting. So on this St. Vincent Island that I went to, um, there are these old, um, really old prehistory um, shell middens. Okay, did I have a map of it right now? Yeah, you said something about it. Okay, so yeah, so these things are, I mean, tens of thousands of years old, right? I mean, they've dated them maybe 15,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago, some of them. There are shell middens all over the coast of America. But these in particular, I thought we'd be able to see because we're on the freaking island, right? Like, so I asked the guide, I said, hey, you know, when are we going to, we were going to make our way by these uh, the Native American shell middens. And she completely changes her tone with me. Um, she She's like, oh, we don't talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about that. I can't tell you anything. I don't even know where what? they're at. Like, totally changes her tone, dude. It would not give me any information whatsoever. That's so strange. Isn't it? I thought it was really strange too. And, you know, I got to asking her, I was like, why can't you talk? Why can't you talk about it? Like, it, this is amazing history. This is rich, beautiful history you have right here on this island that you have at your disposal. And, and you're not teaching anybody about it, you know, not her specifically, but just us as a society. We're not, right, uh, you know, and, um, and she said, well, we're, we were not we weren't supposed to talk about it a long time ago because of looters. Uh, and I said, looters. And she said, yeah, we had a problem with people stealing artifacts. And ever since then, we've never been able to talk about them ever since people stole some artifacts from the island. So evidently there's some good stuff out there. Evidently, there's some really good stuff out there or was at one point. So um, they don't take anybody anywhere near them, although. I was able to pull up on my phone, like all the archaeological papers from the area. And I was able to see where all the middens are located on the island. Um, they have a lot of the island roped off. So like, you know, you're not supposed to go in there. And I was trying to talk the guys I was with to going into these areas, but they weren't down with it. So um, Dude, that's actually, I'm looking at it on Google maps right now. That's a bigger island than what you were on for vacation. Yeah. Yeah, so like I was on like a little Cape area. Um, yeah, that's it's huge. It's a massive island. Yeah, that's why I said twelve thousand four hundred acres is freaking huge. How did you get out of there? Did you take a boat? Yes, you have to take a boat. There's no road. Um, there's only one ferry guy that goes out there. It's just some old dude, some old tall dude, and he just. I mean, it's the boat ride is literally a hundred hundred seconds, maybe. <laughs> It's like right, a hundred You're there. You're you're at the island in less than two minutes. That's cool. Or, and I see there's road. Did y'all just walk around, or did they put y'all in a van? What did they do? No. So we just walked around the uh, north end of the island, and then a little bit into uh, what would that be? Uh, I guess the east end of the island. So like yeah. you get dropped off like right. Um right on the north side of the island, like right towards that northwest tip. And then um, that's where you get dropped off. And you kind of walk along the 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 north, the northern coast, but you're walking in an eastern, eastern direction. And then you just kind of make a triangle back to uh, the west coast of the island and then walk the beach back up. 
okay. to the drop off point. So did you see the you, deer? No, you don't get to see, you don't, we didn't get to see any of the deer, unfortunately. Um, so for the most part, the deer and the wolves and the alligator and all of the really big game stays on the south end of the island. And we stayed on the northern end of the island on our walking tour. Um, the reason they stay on the south end of the island, and maybe you'll be able to answer this question I had. I, 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 I wasn't or I asked her, but she didn't give me a definitive answer. So there's four, I think, four freshwater ponds, freshwater lakes on the island. And I am super curious how freshwater lakes wind up on a freaking island that's the size that it is surrounded by saltwater. Uh, it's probably because of the topography. We'll go back to that word. Top, 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 topography. Top, top, topography of the land. And when it rains, that's just where it gathers. Oh, you think it's just big, massive holes that collect water? Yeah. You know the um, my neighbor who who went with me out there. He actually asked, he asked if um, he asked if maybe the native peoples had dug those lakes, and I was like, I don't, I have no idea, but I wouldn't put it past them. Considering they can make mounds, why couldn't they dig lakes? You know, they might have dug the lake out, making the mound. I don't know. It's weird. It looks like most of these have little creeks feeding them. Yeah, and um, she, the best thing, the best theory I think that she threw out there was a freshwater spring. Okay. Um, and I guess I can see that. I mean, I, I don't know. Those don't, I don't know anything about and how freshwater springs form. So, but that's where all the uh, wildlife tend to stay are down there. Um, all the, I, I'm sorry, not all the wildlife, but the big game tend to stay down yeah. near those freshwater sources. They got to get towards the water, man. Right, exactly. The water they can do something with. So, yeah, the 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 fox, or I'm sorry, the fox, the wolves, the red wolves will come up to the north side to hunt because that's where a lot of the white tail and the smaller game stays. It's very marshy um, and all that. So, yeah, the, the wolves will come up to the north side to hunt, but they, they mainly live on the south end, and so do all the gators and stuff like that. So hmm. that's why they didn't take us down there, I'm sure, is the, the, uh, the island has to have a ton of gators on it. I think you need to get a boat next time and take your own freaking tour. Uh, that's my plan, uh, actually. We're already booked for next spring break. Um, spring break. So my plan is to uh, get me a boat uh out there or actually just pay this guy because you can just pay this dude 20 bucks he'll take you out there anytime um and so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pay this guy 20 bucks just go out there and spend the day and find whatever i want to find yeah break uh, the law yeah well it's not breaking the law it's a it's a wildlife refuge like there were people out there all over those trails you can take your bike he will shuttle your bike out there oh nice on the on his boat um so yeah that's a that's the, the thing you go. can, that's the way to go, right? Is take your bike out there and try to get to the south end where some of that stuff is. Now you know. Now you know. But, you know, all the Native American structures are actually built more towards the north and northeast side of the island because that's the calmer waters. That's where it makes more sense for them to be. They would have yeah. fished those calmer waters. But and, you're not supposed to know that. Right. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about all that. <laughs> it was such a strange, it was, that was a, that was a really strange, um, incident there when I brought up the native American, she completely That's a top changed secret and you, 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 yeah, you broke the, the, you, you broke their, uh, code of silence. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, one interesting fact. I just want to state, um, that I found, that I found out from this tour, 
um, this lady informed me that um, the reason the Gulf has such white, sandy beaches is because of all the quartz in the uh, areas that the rivers that feed the Gulf, um, yes. all the quartz in the areas from uh, from those rivers. Yep. Uh, is, is it's all broken down courts. And then if you ever see the black streaks or anything like that in the Gulf of Mexico, in the white sandy white sands of Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that is titanium. Nice. Yeah. And she she I said, where's the titanium from? She was like, don't ask me that. I have no idea. So she knew where the white sand came from. Not the she didn't know where the black sand came from. She just knew what it was. So I found that really interesting that. And I never put the two together. You know, I know Georgia, especially. And that's where we vacation is right where the Flint River and Chattahoochee River um, drain into the Gulf of Mexico. So I, I knew there's tons of quartz around here and that made a lot of sense. But um, after she said it. But, yeah, I thought that was a really cool little fact. Well, cool. Did y'all do anything for Easter? You know, we did throw together a little uh, egg hunt for the kids and um, ate some uh frozen lasagna man because it's so super easy and yeah we just had a little quick celebration you know we we just got back the day before so we didn't do too much but we did get together with some family my parents came over it was pretty nice what about you guys did you do anything for Easter? yeah we got up went to church and then we had friends and family over and ate ham and all the traditional oh man over to your house yeah Yeah. oh wow everybody over at chuck's house we uh we had fun. The girls were here, so we got to hang out with them a little bit. Oh dang, both of them. Yeah. How much so longer that, until Chuck becomes a grandpa? That would be officially, August. I guess, by birth. Yeah, August. <laughs> oh, we're shooting for August, so we got four months left. Yeah, the countdown. Man, four months till Chuck becomes a granddaddy. <laughs> it's gonna be. Oh, cool. what's you gonna be called again? Pappy, I think is what. Pappy, that's right. Out. That's right, Pappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I like that. And, and Meemaw, Pappy and Meemaw. I think so. Yeah, that's it. Um, how, give me an Oxen Ford racing update, man. We got anything happening in the garage lately? Uh, well, we, you know, you kind of, you kind of just keep working, and you're like, okay, I got this done, this done, this done, and now, oh, I gotta get this done. You know, it's it's just you're chipping away. Yeah. Sure. I could, uh, what are you guys working on right now? Are you, I, you were kind of just you were kind of putting body panels and stuff on before I left, getting an eye of, in, in a feel of what that was going to be like. What are you doing now? Uh, we've been wiring it up and wiring. Didn't weren't you telling me there's only like a couple of wires that run to that engine? I think four, three, one. You got ignition. Uh, you got an ignition wire, a light for the coolant temperature warning light. Yeah. And that's, that's, and then of course the starter stuff, but that's it. That is wild, man. That's wild. You know, we're so used to having to run like uh, mass airflow sensors and map sensors yeah, and the, all that stuff, you know. Amazingly, all that's built into the carburetor and it requires no voltage. <laughs> it's amazing what we used to be able to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Without technology. Hey, yeah. dude, um, speaking of which, this, did you see this story about um, Fred Couples making the cut at the Masters? No, because I was more into the story of how uh, <laughs> uh, Tiger stepped down, stepped out at the beginning of Sunday morning. He decided to be like, "I'm not going to play." 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He just, I, I, I didn't even hear. I, I mean, I heard the story, but I didn't bother to look. His at leg it. was bothering him. Yeah, he's having trouble walking. That's what I heard. Tiger, look, Tiger has had a ton of injuries. Can you imagine the toll that the billions of golf strokes he's probably taken has had on his body? Yeah. Have you seen his son? Yes. His son's awesome. His son's got all his same, like, everything. Like, yeah. All the same mannerisms as Tiger. It's so fantastic. I Watching them play together is one of the coolest things, man. <laughs> it is. That's one of the coolest things. But, yeah, this, this dude, Fred Couples, man, 62 years old, oldest player ever to make the cut at the Masters. Now, he didn't do much after he made the cut. But I just wanted to give it up for old Freddie Couples, dude. 62 years old and still out there performing well enough to make the cut with all the young bucks. Um, that's awesome that golf can offer that to guys who are 40 years older than some of the other competitors. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Uh, that, that's really neat that guys can stay competitive with a 40-year age difference. And it's one of those weekends when you're on it, you're on it, you know. So he had yeah, to be on it. yeah this weekend yeah absolutely dude there was another little story in sports that i wanted to hit on man and that's um have you have you watched any baseball this year i have watched a little bit of baseball and i'm glad you brought this up so go ahead with it okay so there's a lot of rule changes with baseball this year if uh, i'm hoping some of our listeners have watched uh the braves they've been playing pretty well um but there's a there's a pitch clock now. There has been the implementation of the pitch clock. It's a 30-second pitch clock, I think. or I don't know. The times vary, but whatever. The batter's got to be ready by eight seconds, and the pitcher's got to be delivering the pitch uh, right. by, by so many seconds. So um, there's a timer now, basically, on these guys to speed up the game. And that, combined with a few other rule changes, like um, – I think they made one last year or the year before where it was the three batter minimum. Every pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters. Um, there's been a few rule changes that um, have started to speed up the game. And this past weekend we had, or this past week, we had one of the fastest games in history, at least since like 1910, I think it was, or 1919. Yeah. This was the fastest game um, in history, and it was less than two hours for a Major League Baseball game. Who was playing in that game? Uh, I couldn't tell you who was playing in the game. I can't remember now. I I was so focused on the on the times, and then I started reading so much about the the older um, game because I still don't understand. There was fifty one outs recorded in this game in nineteen nineteen. Fifty one outs in fifty one minutes. Good night. I still don't understand how this happened, how it was possible. Um, yeah, I start. I kind of got on a kick about reading okay, about that. It was the Marlins and the Twins. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, how do you feel about the 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 pitch clock? How do you feel about? Oh, there's also the um, uh, what's it called? The no shift, right? You can't yeah. shift everybody over um, to the first base side for left-handed batters anymore. Um, how do you feel about some of the rule changes? How do you feel about the picking up of the game? Um, even the DH, we can still talk about the implementation of the DH into no. the uh, National League. How do you feel about I, all that? I don't like the DH in anything. Um, I just think I think the pitcher is a ba- is a baseball player. Mm-hmm. He should be able to pit, hit for himself. Period. 
Yeah. Um, he spent all that time coming up as a kid playing yeah. the game that he should have to play the game as an adult. Yeah, sure. Period. Yeah, held to the but I do thing. understand it extends some people's pitching careers and it extends some people's baseball careers because they might not have the fielding capabilities, but they can still whack one out of the park. Correct. So, I mean, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Um, I, I think baseball games can get drawn out. Sure. So I think it's kind of cool that they're yeah. doing this to speed it up. Um, yeah. Because we, you know, it's America's favorite pastime, but we don't have as much time to pass. <laughs> That's interesting. That's, I'm glad you said that. That's a really good way of looking at it. You know, so, we don't so have as much time to pass. We got to, we got to do something. Um, now, Saturday night, I was waiting for the Bristol Dirt truck race to come on. And I had turned on and the uh, Rangers and the Cubs were playing. And right. I'm kind of, I'm not really watching the game. I'm working on something else, listening to it. And I hear hear the uh, commentators say that the cleanup crew showed up. You know, and I'm like, and I look up, you know, and the birds have showed up. Oh, goodness. You know, and he said they show up at the same time as they used to in the game with when, you know, right there in the middle of it, you know, towards the end of the eighth inning. Yeah. He said, but how do the birds know that the games are shorter? Mm. That's weird. <laughs> what kind of right? birds are they? What kind of birds Just, are you they? You know, random. I think it this one it was like seagulls, little seagulls and stuff. I think yeah. they must have been playing in Chicago, some some water, you know. But you know, all the stadiums have birds show up, uh, right? Crows and whatnot. And I just found it interesting that even though the game's shorter, and it was a short game, I mean, it went by quick. Um, that the birds still show up. Hello? You know, it's like how do they know? No. But, you know, I was something about crows are able to remember people's faces and stuff. And I just. Dude, crows are freaking wild birds, man. I I saw them one day at Jackson Lake diving on bait fish like a deck. Yes. That's so strange for a crow. You know how you, you know how your waterborne birds will, will dive on bait? You see them at the beach. You probably saw some yeah, this weekend. Sure. Yeah, of course. I saw some freaking crows doing that at Jackson Lake. That's so strange. They were diving. They were diving on shad like that. That's so strange. You know, um, yeah, crows are really super intelligent. They can apparently like solve puzzles, and like I said, they have crazy memories where they'll remember like human faces for thirty years and hold grudges and crap like that. I can imagine. And like they'll teach their offspring to hate the same kind, the same people. Really? Oh yeah, they'll teach their offspring. Yeah, ma'am, you better be nice to the crows. Don't ever mess with them. I mean, I'm just saying I don't have any mad crows at me, so I guess I'm I'm a good person to the crows. Yeah, yeah. Don't go pissing them off, that's for sure. Because they will hold a grudge. (laughs) My whole family must be nice to them. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You guys don't have any crows flying around when you're uh, uh, messing with you guys over there. But dude, okay. Speaking about wildlife, uh, cocaine bear, have you 
learned anything about this movie or the story behind it or anything like that? I've been kind of following along in the shadows. Okay. So, you know, it was Ray Liotta's last movie. What do you know? I know it was Ray Liotta's last movie. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> and, and it's loosely based on a true situation. Correct. Yeah. There was a, apparently a bear in the North Georgia woods was found. Yeah. And it had apparently consumed 80 pounds of Coke. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of crazy to think about. Uh, yeah, but it uh, died. Like, they just it, found it dead, right? Yeah, like, it, it blew its heart up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but I found it really interesting that they found it in, in, in North Georgia. I don't remember hearing anything about this before then, before all this. Do you? No, not really. I think, you know, it's just one of the things. Yeah. Of course, we're, we're hearing a lot more every, every day now, or every, you know, every so often now about how much cocaine was coming into America through the, through, from the air. You know, oh, that's true. We are learning a lot more about it now from like all of that rage of, of Coke in the late 70s and yeah, all that. The whole, yeah. um, Barry Seal and stuff like that, that. There was a whole lot more than just him doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, this guy that uh, this guy died that was transporting the Coke that fell out of the plane or whatever that he threw out so yeah this guy was transporting coke and threw it out of the plane that was going down and then he tried to parachute his parachute failed to open and he died right upon impact but i guess the guy he was with didn't die um because he was with somebody who's trying to play stupid and like say he didn't know anything about it Right. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden he was just handed a parachute and was told the plane's going down. We got to bail. <laughs> like, I don't know about all that. I think I'm sure the guy knew everything that was happening. Right. But right. Um, the dude was from Lexington, Kentucky. So, again, just some middle of the no middle of nowhere type of area like like Barry. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, transporting all kinds of coke, just a wild a wild American making a bunch of money. Yeah. So have you ever heard about the two brothers that bought um, Road Atlanta in the 80s? No. Tell me, please. So there was these two drug running brothers in the 80s bought the racetrack uh, Road Atlanta so they could use the long straightaway to land their drug planes. No way. And they kept it going as a racetrack and everything, you know. No yeah, way. Because they were into racing, but they were also landing their drug planes there and able to take off and leave. They bought it just for that? Yeah. That is insane, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, you never, man, there's so much stuff that goes on with that. Drug planes landing at Road Atlanta. I would have never thought about that. I would have never known about that. And that's, you know, it's in the North Georgia area. So you've got, you know, a few hours of Charlotte, hour and a half to Atlanta. You know, there's, yeah, there's plenty of areas that you can get stuff to. But uh, why don't we take a break and then we're going to come back and talk about some food. Yeah, we've got a, uh, we've got a competition to settle. 
Hey, Night Shifters, we've got a new sponsor, and that sponsor is Eileen Ayers with Bush Real Estate. You can find her at movingcoweta.com for all of your real estate needs in and around Coweta County. Find her at movingcoweta.com. Let me take a sip. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Where you at? You there? I'm right here, man. I'm right okay, here. With just, are you? So tell me, you've got pecan spin wheel versus pecan squirrel. Yeah. On the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So <clears throat> my wife and I, my wife and I, <clears throat> we were talking about pecan spin wheels, and she brought up the fact that little Debbie spin wheels are so much better than the tasty cake pecan swirls. And so uh, I decided I was going to settle the debate once and for all on the air. Okay. So you got one of each. I've got one of each. I've got one of each. I've got a, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and have a bite of pecan swirl. I'm going to open both. Let me open both real quick. I'm going to settle this on the air. So I think Charlie likes the, the tasty cake ones that come in the tray. You know yes, the blue, the blue wrappers. Yes, he yeah, will a lot of blue, decimate. a lot of blue writing, blue and white writing. All right, so I've got, I've got the uh, pecan swirl. This is from Tasty Cake. I'm having a bite of it right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seems fine. Seems fine. It's a little flatter, a little smaller, a little denser. This other one, this little Debbie, it looks a little fluffier. Mm-hmm. Good taste on the uh, Tasty Cake, so. Gotta gotta admit, good taste. Are we just All doing right. a one bite challenge? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. We'll clear your palate. All right. Yep. I got a little sip of water here. All right. That was that was fine. That's good. Wow. Um there's definitely a difference. There's a noticeable difference. So my argument was that they're one and the same. It's all the same. Might as well be the same. Yeah. Um. Um. I gotta say, I stand corrected. Uh, the little Debbies are probably better. Mm. I like both of them. They're both really good. Uh, but the little Debbie is actually impressively better. Okay. One bite challenge. I'll have to go with little Debbie. My wife's correct. There is a difference. Wow. Okay, well, what got this started? Um, so I have an unhealthy obsession with these things. Uh, yeah, um, you do eat them a lot. I can, I can eat, and I can, I. The, the problem is, I can eat like twelve of them at a time. I can eat two packages, no problem. Is that what you're going to pack on your uh, <laughs> run day before race? My the day before my race, I'm going to be carving up with all these pecan spin wheels. Yeah, and like I'll hand you some, <laughs> like. Me and Charlie will be on route, and we'll just hand you one. Like, dude, dude just shove them in my mouth. <laughs> shove them in my mouth as I run by. <laughs> yeah, don't don't have a water table ready for me. Have a, have a wheel table. spin wheel table ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious for the triathlon. Um, no, man, I just uh, I have an unhealthy obsession with these things, and so you know, um, I was eating an entire package on the way down to Florida. And that's what kind of brought up the debate and the debate continued from there. And uh, so I now have the opportunity to settle it. I did. I stand corrected. 
Thanks, babe. Love you. We're celebrating nine years uh, this um, this week in a couple of days uh, on the 12th. Uh, we're celebrating nine years married. So happy anniversary. babe. Love Are you, you changing brands now? Um, I don't know that I'll change brands because the little Debbie cakes are more expensive. Yes. You gotta be uh, so, you know, I, I, I like this. I am a cheap dude. I'm not going to lie. I understand. Yeah. So, dude, oh, you see yeah. what's on the you see what's I on see the show that. notes now. Why are we talking about that? I, I I'm curious. I'm curious. Do you remember yours? Yeah. <laughs> we would you be willing to talk about it? No, man. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Is it uncomfortable? No, it ain't uncomfortable. It was. It was actually. It was at a Methodist camp meeting. Oh. Perfect. It's where I got my first kiss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, sorry. Let me go ahead and lay it out there for our listeners. Sorry, I, I continue to eat these pecan spin wheels. They're really good. Yeah, you got to um, take a break for a few minutes, and uh, let's get back to the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so the next thing we're talking about, I was curious. I thought it would be fun to talk about our first kiss on air. And so – yeah. Just kind of broke the news a little bit that his happened at a Methodist camp. Yeah. More details, like how awkward was it or how okay. unawkward? Uh, I don't did remember you know what you were detail. doing. Did you feel uh, now? Here, here's what it was it was in. I know it was in August because that's when camp meeting always is, and it was at night, and we were supposed to be looking for the meteor shower. Okay. So yeah, that's actually yeah, of, that's one of the that's yeah. high points for the tour of meteors, meteors. Yeah, so that's about all the details I got. Really? Yeah, that's all you yeah. remember. Yep. I mean, I could disclose I her first, name and all that, but was like not. Do what? I I said I could disclose disclose her name and all that, but I'm. No, don't, don't have to do, do all that. Don't have to do all that. How how good do you think you were at your first kiss? Oh, horrible, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Never like any of that. Nah. Or being awkward or nothing. Or- no, it was. I mean, it was cool. I I thought it was pretty damn cool, man. But other than that, uh, I don't remember any awkward. How old were you? What do you say that? I think I was between seventh and eighth grade. Okay. Okay. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. So you were like, uh, what's that, 13, 14? Somewhere near, yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I think um, sometime in like first grade, I got I got dared to kiss this girl, and it was my crush, too. And so, yeah, but I, was, this first grade I know that really doesn't count, count, but I was so scared. Okay. That's the, that's like, I know I'm not counting that as my first kiss kiss, but okay. it was one of those like spin the bottle. I don't know. I don't even remember if it was spin the bottle or truth <laughs> or dare or what it was, but like it was one of those <laughs> stupid freaking games. And oh, I got dear. dared to kiss my crush, man. <laughs> oh, it was awful. It was awful. I was so terrified. That's hilarious. You know, I was so terrified. Yeah. But other than that, I, dude, I actually waited a little while to have my first kiss. I feel like, you know, I feel like yeah. I wanted it to be special. Made it all the way to third grade, <laughs> dude. Doing you know, 
you know what I've been doing it for since the third grade, bro, bro. You know what I've been <laughs> <after>. <laughs> No, um, no, I, I think I was probably close to the same age as you, I think. But like I was in a band and I, I remember like I wanted to have groupies, but like I didn't I wanted to be the kind of dude who had groupies but like didn't do anything with them, you know what I mean? Like didn't try to like give them any attention. So, and so like, like I thought my garage band was gonna and so like I had girls that were like actually interested in me coming to my house to watch us practice and be like these weird little groupies for this stupid local band I had. Yeah. And I was I was too stupid to like ask them out. Like they were interested in me and they were cool girls. I so, was an idiot. You wanted to be like the drummer from that movie, that thing you do. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, 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 kind of, kind of. I am Spartacus. Yeah, I, dude, <laughs> I'm just a wild guy. And I, you know, I, I was a wild kid for sure. Uh, I was just off the rails, man. I thought, I thought drumming would get me girls and it did. And then I didn't, you know, I didn't, I, I just kind of fumbled the ball after that. <laughs> yeah. I was being a kid. I was learning my way, though. This guy told me one time, he said, you might be the coolest guy in the band, but you're still in a band. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Wow, man. <laughs> it's kind of rough. Well, hey, um, let's jump into this week in history. What do you say? Jump right in, dude. Right on. We got some birthdays this week. Just a couple. Uh, just a couple worth mention- mentioning. Um, uh, publisher Joseph Pulitzer. Uh, obviously, the Pulitzer Prize named after him. He was born um, on April 10th. Uh, we also have. Uh, where was it? There was another one I wanted to point out. Oh, geez. No, I'm not. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find it now. Oh, well, it must not have been that good, huh? Oh, Wilbur Wright. Yeah. One of the Wright brothers. Born in Millville, oh. Indiana, 19, um, 1867. Yeah, he was born on April 16th. Did you know they only flew together one time, the brothers did? No. Because they promised their dad they wouldn't fly together because he didn't want them to, to die in one of those dastardly flying contraptions. I had no idea. I'm pretty sure I made that part about the dastardly flying flying contraption up but he didn't want them uh to die in an airplane crash together that's pretty smart yeah. <laughs> like hey man I, or was he like hey man i only want one of my kids to die so like come on right back out you know which one's flying the most wilbur okay man yeah you well you right just ahead. keep at it wilbur i guess dude we'll keep the smart one on the ground <laughs> that's hilarious like a number one son thing like the lebaron like freddie got fingered yeah yeah, I see a number one son. I see one LeBaron, Freddie. Do you see another LeBaron? <laughs> I don't see another LeBaron. <laughs> okay, so um, for this week in history, on April 12th, right. 1861, the American Civil War began as Confederate troops under the command of General Pierre Beauregard opened fire at 4.30 a.m. on Fort Sumter in Charleston, South Carolina. There it is. That's what happened. 
this week in history. How do you, how far have we come from 1861 to now, Chuck? Um, like, I don't know, dude. It seems like we're right back at it. It seems like we make a lot of progress and then make a lot of strides backwards. Yeah, it's like, and I think it's like, uh, you know, it's almost like they don't want to make forward progress. Or if we make too much forward progress, we have to go back and, uh, you know, oh, wait, we're getting along too good. Let's break this up. You remember yeah. – you remember how you get a friend group in school mm -hmm. and y'all wouldn't really be doing anything bad. You're getting all your work done, but the teachers would move you around just so you couldn't be friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same. The freaking politics, politicians do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. And um, I heard someone recently talking about um, this guy, John Intiman, I think is his name, uh, was he was part of Nixon's administration and he was quoted as saying after he, after they had left office and everything, he was quoted as saying that Nixon's white house had two enemies. It had um, the black people with civil rights movement and it had the hippies and, and, um, and their, and their anti-war movement. And so one of Nixon's solutions was the drug war um, to start waging the drug war so that he could, you know, demonize the things that these communities were into at the time. Um, oh, Nixon. Yeah. So that's, a, that, I mean, that's just a terrifying little peek inside of what politics was like 50 something years ago. What's it like now? It's even, you know, he's the one that kind of started the whole, um, one side is good and the other side is evil. Mm, pitting one against the other. So huh? If you're a good Christian, you don't want to vote for the other side. You want to vote for my side. Mm. he's the one that kind of started all that Ugh, that's such a nasty way of thinking and, and basically they bought into a hook line and sinker man well of course we love we love to we love to turn our aggression towards something yep yeah absolutely we got to have somebody to fight chuck always always well always um the movie, of the, movie of the month movie of the month yeah we gotta uh, remind the listeners do over Gotta watch it. I'm probably gonna watch it this weekend. I don't have much going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be a good weekend to do it. Um, I'm probably gonna do the same. I'm hoping I can chill out and try to, you know, finish <laughs> finish unpacking some of these bags, dude. Yeah. They're still sitting there from spring break. I have not gotten to them yet. Um. All right. Well, you ready for the meme? Yeah, absolutely. Send it over this way. Okay. Uh, this kind of ties in some some things. All right, dude. You got any memes? It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. It's the meme of the week. All right, pulling it up. The fleet of private jets at Augusta Regional Airport is mind-boggling once again. Holy smokes, dude. Is that for real? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Golf is such a rich sport. It is. 
Golf is. is such a rich sport, dude. Look at all those private planes. Wow. We watched a little bit of it. Um, did you hear about the trees that fell? I did. I hear they had to suspend play and everything about it. Yeah, they had two trees or two or three. It depends on what report you read. Just, I don't even think it was that windy. They just said, boom, I'm done. Now, you know. Yeah, that sucks, man. I, they felt Are you eating another second. pinwheel? Yeah, man, I can't help it. Good <laughs> night, dude. You're going to need a whole freaking rack of them. Well, no. Look, ma'am. All right. They're my favorite. I'm addicted. Okay? Everybody's Dang Georgia Pines trying to fall on spectators at the Masters. Dang on Biden's in Ireland. What's this world coming to? I don't know. I do know John Rom or Ram Rom. Yeah, he ran Masters. away with the tournament, didn't he? Yeah. 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 I got put it away, man. All yeah, right. Congratulations man. to that guy. And congratulations to you, Chucker. This is a great episode 14, I think we're on. So thank you very much, my dude. Yeah, go enjoy your pecan sandwiches. <laughs> I will. See you guys later. Later night shifters. See you.